Good afternoon, everyone. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you. John Matthews as well here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Coming to you live on Facebook on our 97.3 The Score Facebook page. And also, we will try to uh, get that sent over to the um, Law Dog Sports page as well. Since it's a big rivalry weekend, and I know there's a lot of rivalries going on, John, you and I are kind of rivals when you when you look in the totality of it. Wow, what, what does that mean? Like golf? Well, like, or? yeah, golf and and air airtime and things like that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, we do compete for it. What about? Uh, are you you're not a Dallas Cowboys fan? Uh, you know, I I'm not really, but I I guess it's kind of a wait and see type deal. If they'll come back around and be be what they have been in the past i might jump back on so that's oh, not so real fan. Be good again yeah i need them to be good again and they're good again i mean they're in the conversation they're you know they're they're there it's just uh what are the you know what are they going to end up doing and and that's always the question well that's a good point hey you we both agree on the texas rangers mm. see rangers to the divisional series who uh, tell me this three years ago if if you'd have said Texas and Baltimore would be playing in the divisional series for the American League West, you you looked at somebody's like you're nuts. Yes, yes, but and I didn't like not that it mattered, but I did not like the champagne celebration <laughs> after winning the wild card series in locker. What are they doing? A little bit much. That's uh, oh. but you know that's that's the new generation. I mean, they're a young team. I'm some yeah. young players, but uh, you know some of those players haven't had a chance to really get out there and and get after a playoff run, but. Man, I've started the you know Frontline did a whole documentary on the Astros, and it was it was pretty interesting. But I would have to have some real captive audience time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not it's not one of those ones you're going to sit and watch while dinner's cooking or kids are running around or anything like that. <laughs> Strike. Oh, oh, sorry. Change sorry. up. Change up. <laughs> so yeah you're exactly right and they were just about to get into that but it was funny because i did see the parts where they're interviewing former general manager jeff luno and you know he's just really going on and on about how you know the the cheating was not in his knowledge and blah 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 so it, ah, it'll on. be a kind frontline will probably go at it in a different way than most would but hey um but speaking of rivalries it's ou texas weekend but bigger than that even is one right here in our backyard and you know what that is it's the Custer County Conflict. Custer County Conflict. So Clinton comes to Weatherford Friday night at 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air on Weatherford Eagles TV and 100.3, the Coyote Classic. The Coyote Classic. Uh, there's not a the in front of Coyote Classic, I guess. So uh, 100.3, Coyote Classic. And then, you know, really in a game this magnitude, shouldn't we be simulcasting on the Coyote as well? Um. Yeah, we could. I mean, I think it's something we could think about. You know, Zach Bryan. You know, replayed for the fifth time in an hour, or or great football. I don't know. Well, but I tell you here's what. The <laughs> Go here's the deal. Yeah, you're right. No, you you know you're going to get me. Yeah. I'm not I'm not, not yeah. saying a word. Well, let's get Coach Reagan Roof on the line. Weatherford Eagles head coach, and uh, he's agreed to come on. And then at 11:45, we'll visit with Clinton head coach John Higby. So, Hello. Uh, hey, there's head coach Reagan Roof. Coach, you're on the air with John Matthews and myself, Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. How are you today? Good. All right. Well, thanks for coach, taking. How's it going? Now, hold on. First, thing you got to ask coach about anything. What book are you currently reading? Uh, Heart of the Sea. Oh, is that a Hemingway or is that a? No, it's a Nathaniel Philbrook. It's 
kind of about uh, a whaling ship. Okay, so in our pretty time, boring, boring. in our time of uh, me covering Weatherford Athletics, you you did. I mean, we talked about a book, particular book yesterday. You said you threw in the trash after you read the the forward, but <laughs> I didn't know you were you were a book book enthusiast. Oh, I try to be. It's uh, one of the um, my nerd tendencies. <laughs> hey, we've all got them. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a book nerd. Yeah, I, I was telling John I'm a frontline nerd. So, anyways, but uh, no. So the what is it? The what was it in the sea? In the heart of the sea. In the heart of the sea. Okay, I think I was thinking old man in the sea. Isn't that a Hemingway? Yes. That okay. Is. So yeah, I, see, I'm that guy that has a little bit of knowledge that just makes him <laughs> enough to sound foolish. But well, I know aside from uh, reading the heart of the sea, you're probably reading a lot of film on the Clinton red tornadoes. And uh, I tell you, it is going to be a big one at Woody Roof Field Friday night. Yeah, we're we're excited. I think it's um, one of the bigger uh, matchups um, maybe since I've since I've been here at Weatherford, and as far as district standings and. Um, you know, just across the board, the matchup itself and being back at our stadium, we're excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a big night. Do you, uh, see the film and, and I know, I know you have a running quarterback, you have a running game, a stable of running backs as well, but you also spread it out a little bit. Is it, is it odd to see two teams from last week where one's lining up in the wishbone and one's in the power eye and and you think, wow, have we, have we transported back to 89? (laughs) Well, I mean, it, I don't, I don't know if it's weird because we, uh, we kind of know what both those teams do, but um, it's kind of fun to watch. You know, I, I kind of sometimes miss that type of football, and um, it's kind of fun to see just a, just football and its basic nature of or just a physical, physical come at you football game. And um, so, I mean, I've got a lot of respect for those teams and how they play, and um, you know, and and we try to be physical and run the football too. We just, uh, we just try to do it in different ways, but. Uh, um, not to the extent that they do. I mean, they're going to put everybody in the box, and and uh, you know, I've I've heard coaches joke about it this way: if you if you split a guy out there wide, and and if nobody goes out to cover him, they're going to bring him right back into the box. And so, um, they, I've got a lot of respect for how they do, and it's fun to watch. For sure, John, coach, you have uh, of course the season. Just talking about a little bit district. You mentioned kind of the beginning. You said this is a big district game, and, and we're not saying you can clinch the district championship to, tomorrow night by any means, but. At the same time, do you do you build that up with the guys, the boys, and kind of what is that? What kind of speech are you giving? Well, I'm trying. I mean, it's it's not for a district championship by any means because if if we were to, to to win, we would still have you know some good teams on the schedule, including Elk City, who I uh, still think is a really good football team. And so, um, it's not necessarily for a district championship, but the, but the whoever loses this is going to be probably on the outside in looking at a chance to win the district, and so. Um, to, to obviously to win the, to be able to win the district, uh, you're going to probably have to win win tomorrow night. So and uh, I think the message is, is is definitely yes. This is this is the next step towards winning a, a district championship. And don't get me wrong, I've had a ton of fun at Swasu and getting to do some of those games. But I, you're right. Earlier, you mentioned about being back. You know, was it since 2002? Was that what I was told the last time this game's been at, at Weatherford? I, I've had pe- different people tell me different things. I, last I heard was 2012, but I think 2002 was the last time that the Weatherfords beat Clinton in Weatherford, whether that okay. whether that was at our stadium or Southwestern. Yeah, gotcha. which I, I, gotcha. that's just what I've been told. I don't know how true all that is. Well, and I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to touch base with Chuck Edwards and and try to get all of the uh, all of the particular stats because I know he's kept them for years. But I do know that typically. Weatherford has played a little better in Clinton than even at Weatherford. Is that is that fair? Is that a fair assessment, or, or is that kind of how it's, how it's shake, sh- shaken out? 
I don't I don't know that it's we played better over there. It's just it's so it's so year to year, and and um, I, yeah, maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe it's just coincidence that the years that we've been able to beat them have, have been over there. Sure. Um, uh, but I, you know, you would think that that would be reversed that that you beat them more at home. But uh, part of it is, you know, it, even though it is Southwestern, and you know, it's playing at Southwestern's not not one hundred percent a home game for us either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, we're visiting with Weatherford Eagles head football coach Reagan Roof. And uh, coach, we talk a lot about you know defending the the power eye game and and things like that. But also, Clinton employs a pretty traditional defense. Uh, what it is? What is it offensively that the Eagles need to do to uh, come away with a district win? Well, I mean, it, it, what they do, um, they're, they're sound and disciplined defensively, and uh, you know, they tell that they're very well coached, and you also tell they're in a system that they've been doing for for many, many years, and they understand it. And um, you're not they're, you're not gonna be able to trick them. You're not gonna be able to, you know, halfback pass them and all that. They're just too disciplined for those type of things. And so, you, to beat them, you you've got to be able to to run the ball, and you got to be able uh, to win the line of scrimmage. And I feel like the years over the past that that we we've, we've been able to beat them. Uh, our years that we've been able to um, uh, not necessarily dominate the line of scrimmage, but at least um, at least hold our own up there and be able to to move the ball. And I think uh, in the last three times we beat them, we were looking at it. We we've had uh, all three of those games. At some point, we had like an eight minute, twelve to fifteen play drive. I think one year we had a seventeen play drive that took up the whole third quarter, which was you know uh, allowed us to keep the ball out of their hands offensively and takes time off the clock, shorten the game. And, I think that's kind of the key to, to beating them is you one you got to keep the ball out of their hands and two you got to be able to to sustain some long drives against them because they just they don't give up a lot of big plays. Coach, this team different. I mean, it was four and six two years ago, five and five last year. This team just kind of has a different vibe, different feel, maybe. And I mean, I know we beat Clinton last year. Don't get me wrong, that was that was huge. But how, how's the team feel this year? Oh, you know, every team, every team feels different uh, each year. Even if you got several returning players, which we did, you know, um, when you lose, when you lose seniors, you lose, you know, you avoid leadership. And so each year, I feel like every team is different. And I feel like throughout the, or especially the early part of the season, they're all trying to find yourself as far as what's our identity going to be, who's our leaders, you know, and uh, it just kind of takes shape and form throughout the season. I feel like, and, um, I still feel I think we are still kind of in that stage. To be honest with you, we haven't we haven't really played a consistent four quarters all year long. And uh, at, at times, I feel like we're seeing you know what, what what we could be, and then at times we kind of fall back. And so um, I still think we're in the process of kind of deciding you know who we're going to be and and um, what our ceilings are going to be. Well, and I tell you, defensively, I think we've seen, like you said, those glimpses of what you guys can really do. And I'll say this, I, I'm going to nominate any sort of uh, assistant coaches award in the state of Oklahoma. I'm going to nominate Taylor Sossman for because he was able to keep Malachi Nicholson of El Reno under 200 yards. Uh, apparently, apparently the kid you know can, can really break loose against some teams, 500 plus yards against Noble last week. So, But you guys have been able to really lock down at phases throughout this time on the defensive side. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and people that have been around the program, whether players or other coaching stuff, I, I think they all know uh, the value of uh, Coach Sossman and what he brings, you know, to our program. Not only as a defensive coach, but uh, he does our strength and conditioning, and and just and all around, and um, he, he's got a great plan and a great mind for the game, and uh, he gets the kids to play hard for him, and and I think that's the biggest deal is you know defensively is is we got to play hard and and we got to be able to get off blocks and chase the football, and then we got to be great tacklers when we get there, and. 
Um, that's just pretty much basic defense football on any level, and teams that um, can't do those things aren't going to be very good defensively. For sure. Last question, John. Coach, uh, the weather's supposed to take a little bit of a turn tomorrow. Wind's going to pick up a little bit. It's supposed to be in the, uh, I don't know, mid-40s kind of whenever kickoff happens. <laughs> Football and start weather. Dipping. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, how does that, does that affect you in any way? Is that? Uh, you know, it, uh, speaking of the weather, you know, I feel like fall is usually my favorite time weather-wise, but it looks like we're about to go from summer straight into winter here over, over the next I don't I feel like we're going to get the fall we deserve but um, I haven't really looked at kickoff um, game time I knew it was supposed to be cooler but the wind can always play a huge role in a game and especially with the field position I think this is a big game of field position I think field position will be crucial in this game and yeah. when you have wind that, that really affects field position whether you're punting against the wind kicking with the wind whatever those things may be uh, it doesn't I don't feel like wind affects the offense and the defense as much as us the special teams but uh, uh, it can really it can really play a role in the, in the field position, and I think I think that's one of the huge kind of underlining keys to victory tomorrow night is field position for sure. Uh, you've obviously got some interest in the Weatherford softball re- super regional today. Uh, you're going to be Eagles. <laughs> you're going to be tuning in on Weatherford Eagles TV. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. Um, them and you know obviously our volleyball, volleyball team is also yeah. competing up in uh Casha Hall today too and so uh, you know it's fall sports except everything except for football is kind of getting into their playoff time and excited for those kids and coaches and um you know and excited that you know uh, softball's already made it to kind of what I would call the second round of the playoffs here into the super regionals and so uh, I love seeing our kids compete you know and represent Weatherford in, in, in other sports and activities and so I'm excited to see what they do. Well coach we sure appreciate you taking time out of your busy week to visit with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast and uh, man good luck I'll be on the call with uh, Jared Jones and Brian Denton uh, tomorrow night and we're looking forward to a great one. Thank you. All right. Thanks He's, for having me. Thank you. He's head coach Reagan Roof of the Weatherford Eagles. And, uh, John, I forgot. I didn't Hold take on. my shot. Go Hold ahead. On. He's gone. I was going to ask about volleyball. What did, what, what did I miss? How did I miss? Tulsa, they're at Casha Hall today. We'll get into that after, the, after that. But what I was going to say is uh, I, I missed my opportunity to take my shot to throw one or the two of us in a, as a candidate for Weatherford golf coach. Uh, why they're hiring they have an opening okay <laughs> let's get a hold okay. of uh let's get a hold of clinton red tornadoes head coach john Hibby. i apologize for the ringtone as uh, i haven't got my mixer quite figured out yet but um hello coach john higby of the clinton red tornadoes welcome to the western oklahoma sports podcast chuck ramsey the law dog and john matthews how are you today sir Doing pretty good. Well, this is your second visit on the program, and uh, we just got off the phone with uh, head coach Reagan Roof. So it's the biggest weekend in in Western Oklahoma sports. I, I bought Katie bar none. Uh, how are you, and what has your week been like? Uh, hectic as usual. <laughs> being, being a high school football coach anywhere is pretty dead game hectic. But you add to it, you know, you add to it what we're fixing to run into and in the, the game that we're, uh, uh, you know getting set up for is yeah. uh makes it makes it to that much more hectic well and you guys i tell you going back and watching watching the game from last week against elk city and i i told coach roof this i said it at 53 years of age seeing a team line up in the power eye and another in the wishbone i i, I seriously thought i was 13 again so uh <laughs> you know, it's just uh just a head knocker of a game but i tell you what your your defense really did an outstanding job of of uh, squelching some Elk City opportunities to score. Our our defense, our kids play hard. I mean, we'll play hard, and we're we're not scared to play physical. 
Um, they did an outstanding job. We, you know, got a little mixed up and lined up wrong a few times and made some silly mistakes because we didn't necessarily prepare for what they were throwing at us, but it uh, didn't uh, back us off as how hard we were going to play. Really, really proud of our defense. They did a fantastic job. Yeah, and the offense, I tell you, and and I promise you, there's not a coach in 4A that hasn't kind of scoped in on your on your running back stable. You you have a <laughs> deep stable of running backs and two at the top that are just really top flight. They, <laughs> yeah, uh, we. I was actually saying that um, I, I I was talking about that after uh, we played Kingfisher. You know, they, they all had played last year. We just they were all young. Um, now we're all a year older and uh, seeing cuts and doing things much better. Obviously, they run really hard. Um, I was, but I was, I was sitting there talking to somebody about it. And I, I said, I'm, if I was watching the film, you know, from the just just from the Kingfisher game, that first game, and of course we were it was game week zero, and we're playing crazy. But I was watching Zayden Collins take off, and he goes rumbling through several people, just you know, people bouncing off of him, and then. Put in Contavion uh, Hill, who's who's begging me because he'd had a hamstring problem at that point in time to get in. I'm like, if you're healthy, let's go. Well, he goes in and, and there's an unblocked linebacker in the hole, and he lowers his shoulder, bounces off of him, take, makes another cut, makes another jump cut, gets about 15 yards, and it was pretty impressive. And then it's not, uh, I think, two series later, I've got Darren Hester in there. We run the counter, and he just he looks like he's just floating, zoom, 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 and I'm thinking. Wow, they've got to be going. Okay, well they got that guy, and they got that guy, and Dad Gummit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, trust me, Western Oklahoma coaches have taken notice as well as coaches probably from the eastern part of the state. But you know, it's it's a situation where you've got to have the hog mollies up front and to make those holes, and you do. Yeah, and, and I do. tell you, they I, do. watching them on film and then uh, seeing their measurables on the roster. I I would think they would have to be John Matthews's favorite offensive line, kind of kind of thick and low center of gravity. <laughs> well, we're we're, yeah, we're we're a little healthier than we were last year, and a little better in spots, and, and a lot of lot more experience. And um, we've definitely seen a lot of different defenses so far. Uh, everybody seems to everybody seems to change. I don't remember who I was talking to just recently. It's like I don't even know why we prepare because. Every you know when we we never know what the heck they're going to line up until we actually get out there on the football field and start going hey are they uh, is that a six two <laughs> <laughs> so um, we I, I was really proud of the offensive line we we made a lot of mistakes early of not having been prepared for that particular defense coming to halftime make some adjustments let everybody settle down um, and they once we got the business figured out the best way to attack that particular situation was just everything was we you know we were all going to pretend we were hammers and they were all nails go ahead john no, that's awesome i know they, they talk about how i mean great good coaches can win with talent great coaches can make in-game adjustments and that's that's huge coaching i know you're known for being that guy that's the one game at a time we're never you know not this game's not <laughs> oh, any yeah. bigger than last week or the next week or any other it's just a game uh, but you know, uh, some are arguing this this the district championship not on the line, but could be putting a pretty good driver's seat here. Absolutely, absolutely. But more importantly, it's the Custer County conflict. <laughs> it's Clinton yeah. and Weatherford. Last year, uh, we did not do well. We did very well. We got embarrassed, um, and uh, we are definitely have our Weatherford has our attention. We, we did a really bad job last year. I don't think we, we didn't play well. We certainly didn't coach well. You know, I take full responsibility for that. Uh, you, you just can't take, you know, there are quality team, quality coaches, and this is a big rivalry. 
Well, and I'll just say this, Coach. The the phrase revenge tour has been uttered this week. So that obviously people are aware that you get Clinton one year, they're they're got your full attention the next. We we made a mistake. We made a mistake last year. Um and, and I don't don't take me wrong. I, I don't get this wrong. I'm, they they play hard. They're a good team and they um and they they are um you know, it's it's just like any other rivalry game. It really you throw any record or any situation out when it comes yeah. down to playing your rivals you better get your tail ready and um we uh we realize where we are and and like you said you're right one game at a time we got we got elk city you know under our belt uh certainly facing diversity came through on the on the right side of it and uh now we're turned to weatherford and when we're you know when that game's over we'll go to the next one but we have to improve we've got so many so many areas we can improve on and i'm sure weatherford's found you know found some weak spots for us they're like i said they their coach does a Great job. Coach, you mentioned rivalry. Not most of the time when it comes to Weatherford, it seems to be at Southwestern. This year, Woody Roof Field, right next to the high school. Uh, yeah, that's, not going to lie. That's a little irritating because I know <laughs> what their, their stands look like. I know what their stands look like, and I'm thinking, I wonder if they understand that we might come set on their side too. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather this be a Southwestern just because, you know, it, it kind of, uh, they just don't have the stands for us. Uh, when, right. when you we go to Southwestern, that's probably as full as I mean. I I say this, but I've not been to you know. I'm so busy, I don't have time to go to Southwestern football games. But it's pretty dead gum jam packed when uh, when Clinton and Weatherford go to play there. It's uh, the most. It's the uh, no, Coach. I get to go to watch a lot of their Southwestern games. Over on the home side, gets packed pretty much a lot of Swassie games. But the fact that the home side completely full, the visitor side completely full, anywhere you can possibly oh, stand completely no, full. And there's still there's still people in the parking lot trying to get in. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's a it's a good place to have a game, and then you know we have the bowl. People can they'll bring out chairs and they'll be standing yeah. room only, and they'll be out in the grass. I mean, it's a great setting. Um, you know, uh, I understand. You know, I, you know, I don't know what financially the situation is, but I wouldn't really want to give my my uh, gate to Southwestern or anything like that if I'm Weatherford. But man, I wish your stands were a little bigger. Yeah, right. Well, it, it's shame you have a true road game and a big rivalry. You know, it, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I tell you, Coach, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm going to probably try to recruit John, maybe see if he'd step in and do the public address announcing because I, I would imagine that could get off the hook. But, uh, you know, I tell you, looking at Weatherford, Coach, and I'll just I'll just say this, I'm sure there's a, a certain uh, receiver that, that kind of towers. number is 88. <laughs> it sure is. But towers over a, everybody. Number, number 15 and 88. And yeah. And, quarterback, uh, 14, uh, really good player, and defensively they they uh move around i mean it's they're they're a quality team they've done the same thing we have they haven't played a bunch i mean they they played uh you know some really quality opponents uh newcastle's not an easy certainly you know week zero yeah you know newcastle's not going to be somebody easy and then they turned around and played uh let's see i believe elgin's ranked number four and five a yeah and then, i mean that's not a that's not a cream puff so they played some tough people you we were we were touting Coach Roof's defense just before we got you on the air because they held uh, they held El Reno's uh, running back under 200 yards, and that that kid can bust off for 500. Yeah. Apparently, he's but, impressive, uh, isn't he? Yeah, he's impressive. Last question, Coach. Uh, being an assistant at Clinton before you stepped into the head role, how has that prepared you for getting a team prepared for this rivalry game? I. You know what? I, I don't care. You know what? I'm really, really fortunate. I've coached it two um, high-caliber programs um, at Ada and here at Clinton. So every, every team has their rivalry. So you, you know 
you know what it's like, um, and you know how important this game is. So I, I would definitely say being here, let me know who it is <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a big deal it is to the community, just like it was at, at, at Foreman, you know, Ada. Um, it, I, don't, I don't know that it's helped me um, prepare them any better, but I understand the, the uh, situation we're in as far as who the rival is and who you need to go compete with and what you're fixing to run yourself into. Yeah. Coach, I want to ask you real fast. I know we said last question, but we never no, really you're mean good. that. Uh, about uh, weather. I was supposed to take a little bit of change coming in Friday. And I, we talked to Coach Ruff about a little bit, just, you know, the wind's supposed to pick up. The temperature should be in the, you know, low, upper to mid 40s, maybe lower 40s at the time. Uh, Chuck mentioned earlier, you called it football it, it weather. Never, I called hey, it this morning on the air, you love, tornado weather. Don't you love Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be it's at this time of the year. We never have really what I would consider fall. It just goes no. from one end of the spectrum to the other end. We're mm-hmm. going to pull you, and here you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know the linemen will be happy. Um, I know that I'll be a little more comfortable in that that uh, where, whether it's uh, it's been so hot or has been. You know, earlier this week has been a pleasant week. Yeah. Earlier it was is ridiculous. So I laughed just thinking. I you know what? I didn't even I haven't even had a time to chance to look up. I just knew it wasn't <laughs> going to be the same as it was. It wasn't going to be a hundred degrees on the turf. Yeah. Does uh, does Coach Mike Lee take a little time away from the golf course to help you prep on this this rivalry matchup, or is he regular time? Oh, he's absolutely, he's, he's here all the time. But, uh, <laughs> it would be, we would be insane. Not to, first off coach, coach Lee is, he's not going to, he cannot get football out of his blood. Yeah. Um, he's just too engrossed in it. He's, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter where or what he's, he's always involved. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in with us uh, weekly, yeah. daily. What am I saying? Daily. He's with yeah. us daily. That's awesome. Well, listen, we'd be, we'd be crazy not to, uh, listen to every word is like oh for sure it's like having like i said it's like having a walking coaching clinic you but know, you know at i any mean point in time coach you you you're kind of building your own resume up to that point i mean you yeah i know you're going to go all modest on me but i mean you know uh, you you've sustained the program and and you guys you know you've got state titles well, on I your can, belt i can promise you i did not do this by myself well uh, no one does but, a lot of people yeah. a lot of people have uh coach richard you know we're getting down to where Coach Richard and I and Coach Lee were the, the old guys, you know, that are around. <laughs> and everybody else, everybody else actually played for us. Yeah. So um, we're young. We're, we're young in our coaching staff. We, we're old. The guys of us who are old are old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, listen, Coach, man, thanks so much for taking time to visit with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And I know it's a, it's a crazy week and a busy week, but I sure appreciate you taking time and, and checking in with us. You bet, anytime. All right. Thanks, Coach, and have a great – good luck uh, Friday night. All right. Thank you so, very much. So he's head coach John Higby, and uh, I tell you, John, we, uh, we we knock out Coach Reagan, we knock out Coach Higby, and uh, that's quite the podcast for a Custer County rivalry. We Should we stop while we're ahead or keep going? You know, I, I don't know. I, we probably should stop, honestly. That was, <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty good. I, I'm excited. I want to go play some football now. I think, if anything, just talking to both of them and – and the like we mentioned, we talked about the weather, and he mentioned the lineman being happy, and yeah, I, the game the first so far, like last year, of course, it didn't happen. But last year, going into the game, Clinton was supposed to just smoke Weatherford, right? And of course, Weatherford ends up smoking Clinton last year. Yeah, uh, but going, this is one of the games in a while, at least that I can remember that I couldn't tell you, like flip a coin, like I really couldn't tell you who's supposed to win this game. I've been joking on the air, which because it's unofficial, we would never set a line for a high school game, <laughs> but that. I've got Clinton at a two and a half point favorite. And that's just purely, yeah. I think they're just, they've, they've beaten some teams. And, but at the same time, 
it's so hard to judge and, and you can't ever judge. It never seems to work out in this matchup. I would say, and, and, and I, I know, I mean, here's the thing. I'm the voice of Weatherford Eagles football now. You're biased is what you're saying. I'm biased, yeah. but I'm also wearing a Clinton, uh, Clinton distributing hat for our good friend, Marty Wandry, who always tunes in. <laughs> shout uh, out to Marty. Shout out to Marty Wandry, uh, sideline reporter on Red Tornado TV. But he's biased too. He's biased, you know, but he's also, he's also a realist. He'll, he'll talk real with you. He's not, he's not one of these, he's not like these Texas fans. Uh, but anyways, so I'm thinking just trying to look at it. I think if you, I think if you gauge the size and athleticism of Weatherford's front seven, that they probably can do some things to maybe kind of slow down the Clinton running game. I mean, they can throw out six five three thirty five out there on the defensive line, and if anything, that's going to occupy two blockers. You know what I mean? Right. Now they have to get out there and play hard. They have to get out there, and you know, and that's the thing is is Coach Roof, and I I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but he's he said it when we visited with him. They need to put together four quarters, you know, because they they have had some lapses at times in games. They've got they've got to put it together. If Weatherford can put it together and put together four quarters of, of high-intensity, really, you know, football, uh, I like their chances. Now, I say that strictly because if they can if they can win the line of scrimmage on both sides, John, and, and I know I'm getting way too analytical, but it's basic football. Win the line of scrimmage, give Stone Chisholm some time, you've got a six foot six, 230-pound target that can go up and get the ball. And then you've got weapons on the outside, uh, the running game has been improved over the last three weeks for Weatherford. I, I, I think, I think in that situation, I would favor Weatherford. Now, okay. by what uh, margin? What uh, by what margin? I can't tell you. Coach Higby said it from the beginning. Line up in a six-two like Elk City tried, or anybody else that's been. You can do. It doesn't matter. Clinton runs left, runs right, runs up the yeah. middle every now and then a counter, and you can try to occupy blockers. You can try to. He said it the healthiest their offensive line's ever been, and uh, they learn very quickly and adapt. And I, I do agree, with Coach Ruff. It's going to be a field position game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you you would hope they've got to keep the backs, but which back are you going to try to focus on? Which back are you going to try to keep under two hundred yards? Yeah, uh, it's disgusting what their backfield's doing. And I I don't know. I, I agree with what you're saying. That's a big front seven. Or uh, front front four for the Weatherford Eagles. Sure, but man, uh, Clinton's shown proven they can adjust. Yeah, and, and I think I don't know, but they've also shown in in non district games that when you know a team has I don't want to say superior talent, but you know, don't you do this? Your private school, I mean, aren't you? Well, I mean, school, regardless, but I'm just saying if Weatherford goes out and plays to their potential, I like their chances. If if they go out and and that's the thing you can't slip up on this Clinton team because Zayden Collins will break a big run on you and so See, will Kentavion like Hill. Now I feel like I'm your rival because I wasn't even mad at you until just now. Like beforehand, I didn't know which I wanted to pick, but now that I know you're such a Weatherford homer, yeah, Clinton's well, gonna win this game tomorrow. What do you think I'm gonna be? I mean, <laughs> good grief, John. Hey, uh, we're getting some views here. Uh, hopefully, everybody got tuned in for the coach interviews. I saw Billy Goodwin uh, checked in and then uh, some others. But, John, I tell you, it's going to be such a fun time. And, you know, it <laughs> it's so interesting because I would doubt there's another media outlet in this market uh, that would get Coach John Higby's true feelings about not playing the game at Swasu. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he did not like that. Did he? he was he, not a fan. I was like, oh, we got. He he just wishes their stands were bigger. He doesn't think Weatherford stands can hold the Clinton crowd. And he hopes to be prepared for Clinton to go sit on Weatherford's side because there's no room. Yeah, and uh, they probably will. I mean, they'll they'll probably be a contingency. So, oh, with, Weatherford side's gonna be full Weatherford though. Yeah, what do you it, bring your get, lawn chairs? Get there early. So, uh, yeah. but you know, you you could you could set up down there in the south end of the field by the track. I mean, you know, let let folks in and hey they all pay to get in so take that money you know <laughs> no, that's not also what coach higby mentioned he's like hey you know i don't know the financial how it works when they play at swasu but i do know that uh if they're missing out on that that gate that's something yeah. well and uh i tell you i i want to thank you and we're going to talk some more stuff because there's so much stuff to go over but hey this is kind of our we took a two-week hiatus and and we just want to we just want to send you you and your family peace and comfort uh for your loss here recently and and uh you know we missed you while you were gone but you know it's it's never an easy thing so uh you know our our prayers for you and your family oh thank you no i appreciate that yeah my mom's is doing well family's doing well and and uh yeah had to put my had to bury my dad and it yeah. was sad for sure but my mom's hopped right back on the horse and uh, the, everybody's been so supportive at, uh with right radio right media and in, in western oklahoma and yeah. i appreciate everyone that's messaged texts and called and everything else and all the cards you get and uh, anyway big thank you to everybody that's helped us through this time too well as much as i've tried to convince people otherwise you're pretty well beloved in western oklahoma I yeah mean, i don't yeah. i don't my wife says it's not true and she tells me <laughs> she's like first thing my wife ever says he's a liar don't listen to him uh, but i don't know what that's about now sure. she didn't tell me that so she must figure i she must figure i know the real deal you already uh, knew yeah that's you right hey real fast yeah. i don't fix it right clinton vol not clinton weatherford volleyball what did i miss there are they what are they in? they're at I regionals know, Regionals. They're okay. Tulsa Cash Hall for regional action. They take on Berry Hill today. The 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 actual what time is it right now? It's okay. So it's the the first me. round game, which I think is a I can't remember if it's a play in game or if it's a if it's just a four team bracket. But Cash Hall's taking on the four seed, and then whenever that game's over, twenty minutes after that game, Weatherford will take on Berry Hill. And I think the winner takes on the winner of Tulsa Cash Hall and whoever else was in there. So you know, here's the thing, John. Um, Corn Bible Academy gets sent to Shoto Maisie, which I grew up about 20 miles from Shoto Maisie as a kid. It is in northeastern Oklahoma, Wagner County. Uh, Weatherford Volleyball has to go to Tulsa. And then Weatherford Softball is at Miami, the furthest northeast town in Oklahoma for super regional play. Yeah. I don't you know tell me the that. fix ain't in. The fix ain't in. No, Weatherford's going to be fine. I told you, we claimed on our very first Thursday podcast that Weatherford Softball is winning state. And I stand by that. Good job. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I have kind of backed off on the whole, man, Miami War Dogs, that's a pretty cool mascot. <laughs> all right. Well, unfortunately, when I was growing up, War Dogs could be, all you had to do was infuse an H into that that, fir- that first word, and, and it became a whole different phrase. Oh, well, the uh, war, Warthogs. Warthogs? No, no. No, I put the H in the wrong spot. Put the all H right, right after the W. Okay, well, <laughs> that, was, that was the Coweta slang towards Miami. Of course, we didn't play them much. They were always a little bit bigger than us uh, back then, but uh, now Coweta's 5A and, and Miami's in 4A. But you have to make sure you do not pronounce it Miami because it is in no way or form Miami. It is Miami. And uh, fun to watch. Hey, best of luck too. We since we're mentioning softball and all that, and we keep talking about Weatherford, but shout out Mountain View Goaty Bow, Leedy, yeah, state tournament at Fire Lake today as they get going underway, and then uh, state baseball. I do we consider do we include Calumet? 
I'm just kidding. Yes. Yes, okay. we do. I do. I uh, just wanted to get clarification or verification, but Fort Cobb, Broxton and Calumet in the class B state baseball tournament. No teams from our uh, wheelhouse made it to state in class a, um, uh, AB and Canute and they got AB and Canute both got sent way East for regional play. And it's just silly. Yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense how that works out, but I, I know they're trying to fix it. Right. Aren't they working on? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, one thing for, for some of these teams is just like, uh, and it, and it falls into four a as well Four a district one, just a, uh, a group of a district that is short a team. And then also, you know, has, I mean, it just the, the picking and choosing of city programs for these districts one through three are just kind of, kind of peculiar to me, but I guess, I guess it'll all change for the lower classes when it goes to the split classes. Yeah. They go to division one, division two. Yeah. I know for class a, which, uh, Thomas Terriers will be in the division two, I believe, but Sayer and I can't remember merit. I'd have to look it up, but it'll be interesting and we'll break all that down. But Hey, real quick, uh, Swasu, um, I gotta say, John, if it weren't for rodeo right now and golf, this might be a fairly tenuous uh, fall for Swasu Sports. And I love them all. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, there were some expectations on a couple of programs that you know. I mean, I think everybody knew football was going to struggle, right? But soccer and volleyball are are not not maybe playing to the potential that we thought that they would. I mean, volleyball. Like we were at that game on Tuesday night and. Up first two sets, no problem. Yeah. A little close. And then that's, by the way, the worst way to lose in sports. Oh, yeah. It's to take a two-set lead and then lose three sets in a row. Sure. And it just breaks your heart the entire time. Yeah. And and no, from what I, I didn't watch it, but from what I understand, the sets weren't really close either. It was, no. it was just they kind of took over. It was kind of right there at the end of that second set. Uh, Swasu had a decent lead. It was like 24 to 18 or something. Then all of a sudden it was like 1924, 2024, 2124. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then Swasu gets the point, wins the set. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's like momentum or something happened. I don't I don't know. I can't I can't figure it out. I don't know enough about volleyball, but but that was that one. But I think they're still okay. Don't count them out. They're in Arkansas. Well, sure. Today. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a situation. They need to go to Arkansas, take care of business. And then soccer, uh, oh. you know. Obviously, you lose a star player from last season, but I know Coach Pearson thought that you know they had some really uh, key players that could fill in on this team. But uh, they need to they need to get a win today against East Central to to get really because what the GAC conference tournament's just the top four, right? Correct. So you got you you got to you got to work to make sure you get in the top four, and you're I think you've only got one one conference win and a draw, and the other two are losses. So you you you, you need to get busy. Well, first of all, yeah, no, you know, you're right. It's got to get going. But you mentioned golf, right? That's got to be hey, shout out to the Prairie West Golf Course. Yeah, baby. yeah. Come on, first time. I don't know who's running the thing, but first time <laughs> in uh, history of what since I've been alive in Oklahoma, they finally have it where it's long enough that they can host a college tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. They've never been able to ha- host one before, uh, and so that was really cool to see that Perkins. I don't the know Perkins the Invitational. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know cool. do we know the background on Perkins? Is that I, I've looked and I haven't been able to find anything. Oh, you're gonna make me do this, aren't you? You don't have Hold to do on. it right now, but I mean I was just wondering. I mean the athletic director, maybe the most beloved man ever to be. Oh yeah, yeah, to. that guy. 
Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm still abreasting myself of, uh, of all things Swasu. So no, I mean the most beloved, there's not a single person I've ever met that said a bad word about, I mean, like, yeah, no, the most beloved athletic director here he used to coach golf as well. Uh, I think he used to coach actually every sport at yeah, one point yeah. at Swasu. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Cause I think, I, I think I remember reading something about that on a Swasu hall of fame, uh, article so yeah. yeah but max bialy wins the tournament uh shot what 10 11 under for the tournament and you know here's the thing john we've gone to scrambles where people you know come in with 10 under but we know they're lying you're right right pencil you know, that's that, what the your team whip. did right the right radio team. <laughs> wow i remember seeing the race remarks on there <laughs> Yeah, pencil whipped is those lucky star guys that you had me golfing with at uh, Crimson okay. Creek. So uh, Sydney is that that the guy that won? Sydney, yeah. Hey, don't, don't don't talk about Sydney. All right, listen. Is he there? Boy, he <laughs> so, anyways, but now and uh, golf and then rodeo. Man, uh, Hadley Tate and Marley Berger really uh, really took care of their business at Southeastern last week. So uh, golf and rodeo kind of carrying the flag right now. But I I think. And when you talk to Josh Collins, uh, John, head volleyball coach for Southwestern Oklahoma State University, uh, he's got enthusiasm and, and and a direction. You sense his direction that he knows exactly what he – he's never going to be caught off guard, I don't mm -hmm. think. So this issue with them dropping three straight sets the other night to OBU, I'm sure it smarts, but I'm sure he's going to work and have the have the solution figured out. Yeah, and you're right. Well, literally though, the next morning they're up and on a bus to Arkansas. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's so yeah. It's, it's I told I think I was actually texted Coach Collins and said, "Man, I don't know how you do it. I'm still hurting today, <laughs> and, and as a coach, I have to move on. It's next, you know, next one up." So did you do the PA announcing for that game? I did. I got to come back and do it. Okay. And I, I felt like maybe it's my fault they lost. I no, better. no. Uh, they well, they won when I did it, and they, I guess they won when Scott Hume did it. Yeah. And I want to say Scott Hume did much better than I did. And Barstool Dogs made sure that that was pointed out. Uh, oh. You know, I mean, I don't know when you joke with somebody and like because uh, they posted a deal about volleyball the night I did PA and I said, man, the PA announcer really sucked. And they're like, exactly. <laughs> we know exactly what you mean or something. I was like, I don't know how to take that. So uh, <laughs> but you and your friends on Barstool Dogs, maybe just joking with me. Uh, <laughs> but then Scott Hume did it. I listened to part of that and he did a great job. But I know they were probably glad to get J-Matt back on the uh, public address uh, announcer. It felt good until it didn't. I was we were having fun rocking mm -hmm. the place. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, because yeah. I think, think it's my biggest what I because I, I get to do PA for a lot of different things in sports. In fact, I got to do it for Weatherford Volleyball and sure. some other things. And I think that's one of the hardest things is to turn the environment around. Like it's just when things are just going oh, yeah. bad, you well, know, and, what can you do to help switch the momentum? What yeah. can you do to help get the crowd back into it? What can you do? And, and see, that's and, where you take a lot more, a lot more at stake to it than I do, because I, I just wanted to announce it correctly as, as correctly as I can. And just, you know, kind of, I don't want to say be robotic. I tried to bring some enthusiasm, but right. had they not won that game against uh, Southeastern and, and struggled, I don't know what I would have done, you know, and yeah. coach, hey, coach, lots of fun. I'm glad for the opportunity and coach Collins, so much you fill it in. Yeah. Coach Collins was like, man, we loved having you this and that. I'm like coach, I, that is more stress than I've, I, that is way more stressful than a play by play. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Well, good luck tomorrow night on the call at 7 o'clock, yeah. right? Media. By the way, coming up, we mentioned earlier the games were moved for those that haven't been paying attention. 
uh, Right Down Media, Weatherford Lady Eagles taking on the Miami Miami War wow, Dogs. See, I just did it. Miami War Miami Dogs. War Hogs. War Hogs. Uh, <laughs> taking, taking on Miami today at four and six instead of two, and that will be on Weatherford Eagles TV at Right Dot Media. And then uh, also tomorrow night, John will have the dual broadcast as Red Tornado TV with uh, the call on ninety seven point three. The score will be in the house uh, for the Custer County conflict and Dennis. Dennis Smith, Alan Bryson, and Marty Wandry do a great job on that uh, broadcast. And then myself and Jared Jones and Brian Denton will be on Weatherford Eagles TV. And that is on the radio on 100.3 Coyote Classic and 1590 AM. So are you guys, is there soundproof booth in, uh, you know, what's funny is I don't, I don't see how it could be. If you've ever stepped foot in the Weatherford press box, yeah. uh, you don't fall you, through the floor. You could be seeing me fall, you know, four stories down. But uh, hey, Marty Wandry checking in says go Reds, and uh, you know I'll I'll give him that today since we're on ninety seven point three the score Facebook page. But um, no, here's the funny thing. I think we're right next door to Coach Renshaw and Coach Miller uh, in the press box, and uh-huh. I really don't, I really don't see him or I don't hear them. So maybe I'm just too intent. I'll tell you this much: last week, last home game. Two weeks ago, uh, forcing all the kids not to gather underneath the bleachers sent yeah. them sent them all up right underneath me and Jared, and I mean, and they were screaming their heads off, not at the game, just in general. And finally, <laughs> I had to go out there and scream, "Get off my lawn!" Yes, you know? I love it when old people get mad. <laughs> no, I just met with Alan Bryson and Dennis Smith. Those they can get pretty passionate and loud on their broadcast. So yeah, I don't know if you'll, you'll bleed into each other. Marty's letting us know right now that Jay Wire will be doing the sidelines this game. So uh, no Marty Wandry for the Custer County conflict. I guess maybe that means he don't want to be there for the loss. Skinny Jay, oh, you're talking trash already. <laughs> hey, I golfed with Marty. I get the I get the authority to talk trash to him now. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. Well, shout out to your hat. Well, show me your hat again since he's here. He that is the uh, Clinton. Am I since we talked high school sports? Am I allowed to say the name of the? I know there's a difference the between Clinton, the Clinton Liquor Store. What is it called? Yeah, it's Clinton Liquor Store. They're on Tenth yeah. Street. Oh, Marty no, can't say that. Marty's going to Las Vegas for uh, for the weekend, and I think he told me they they do that on OU Texas weekend. So we oh, see what's goodness. more important to the Clinton faithful. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, John. Well, let's get out of here, man. And thanks so much for joining in. We want to thank uh, head coach Reagan Roof of the Weatherford Eagles and head coach John Higby of the Clinton Red Tornadoes for joining us. And uh, man, this was a lot of fun, John. And and we'll get it again next Thursday at eleven thirty. Thank you very much, Chuck. I appreciate it. And yeah, and um, go winner. I don't know who to drink. My wife has that shirt. I just hope both teams have fun, and I hate it when she wears it to Dallas Cowboy games. <laughs> so angry. But I really, I I don't know yet. Go Rangers yeah. on Saturday at noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you. I'll be listening. Tune in. We've got a big watch party planned. Oh, that sounds you. fun. All right. On a Friday night. All right. This episode will be available on our podcast page at Western Oklahoma Sports on Google and Apple Podcasts. And then also you can tune in and hear my interview with Harley Chisholm of the Weatherford Eagles softball team as she announced her That's commitment. So cool. uh, what'd you say? It was so cool. I listened to that thing driving to work. Oh, uh, did yesterday. you? You're the one. Yeah, no, that was a great interview. What, talk about it. Oh, I know we got to go. Talk no. about it. Uh, an amazing speaker. She, I, I, that I told her that. I said, I mean, interviewing a high school kid, and really, I think it's all three Chisholm kids because I've interviewed Stone before, and you know, they they know what to say and they know how to articulate what they're going to say, and and just kudos kudos to their folks and kudos to her for working hard and getting the offer from the school that she wanted to go to, and let's just hope that that she goes up and just belts the ball against Miami today. Yeah, I got a couple of softball players in my house that are uh, five years old and seven years old and 10 even. But I'm like, hey, 
Try to be like her. She's pretty good. All right. Shots fired. Billy Goodwin, 41-14 Reds. So, uh, oh, Billy. You're, <laughs> Billy, you're an idiot. That's, that's, a total, that's the dumbest score That's ever a total heart life. pick. But uh, What is that? 40, yeah. No. <laughs> but thanks for com. Hey, he commented. We'll, we'll take it. True. So, uh, anyways. But, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And if anybody else wants to hear that interview or this episode, it will be on our Western Oklahoma Sports podcast page, Apple and Google Podcasts. Also, I will upload this video to uh, the Law Dog Sports YouTube channel as well. So be sure and tune in. Look forward to it. John, have a great weekend, bud. Legally, I'm supposed to say, Billy, you're not an idiot. I was just kidding. That was all just fun. <laughs> We're friends with Billy, so we can talk talk mess. John, have a great weekend. Take care of yourself, bud. All right. John Matthews, Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. This has been the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Be sure and subscribe.